Young, 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 Thomas. <laughs> That's going to be the name of my new Asian cuisine restaurant. Young right. Thomas. I'm going to tell you something you're going to love. You're going to want to go to weddings from now on because according to the Daily Mirror, the new trend this year is going to be naked wedding dresses. Completely naked. Well, no. These are going to be dresses that are very sheer, very lacy fabrics and flesh tone linens. So it gives the illusion of there, well, it, no illusion. You can see right through it. So I guess you might as well just come out and wear lingerie when you get married, right? So much for the blushing bride, huh? Right. Won't it spoil the wedding night, the surprise for the wedding night? Is this something that's being inspired by Hollywood and all their crazy dresses at awards time? <laughs> Who knows? Some fashion designer says, hey, let's try this and see if it sticks. And all of a sudden, you know, naked wedding dresses. You know, nothing quite says special day like dressing up like a stripper, does it? <laughs> Having the father walk you down the thing, oh, honey, cover up, would you? This is your wedding. Yeah, I, I don't think I'd want to be the father of that bride. And isn't it nothing more upsetting than having your minister or priest get excited during a ceremony? Yeah. That's not a good sign, is That's it? It's not a good sign. It's not a good look either. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just hope Walmart doesn't sell them to that crowd. You know what I'm saying, don't you? I think I do. Oh, man. Why not just have a nude, all-nude wedding? That way, we'll at least know who the best man is, right? <laughs> yeah, right. He's the one most excited, right? That's right. What would you think if your daughter said, Dad, I want to wear this dress to my wedding? I wouldn't think much. But then again, if you had any idea what you have to pay for a wedding dress, I'm thinking less is more, probably not. So you can't save any money. So right. you don't have that going for you. I don't know one woman who will get caught dead wearing some of these outfits. Have you seen some of them? I'm not talking about naked wedding. I'm just talking about some of these fashions that they come out, you know, the fashion shows. Yeah, like what really repulses you? The dresses are something that are all colors in the rainbow or they're, I don't know, they're just very weird looking that I've never seen a woman in public wear something like that, right? Right. But, you know, it's it's the art of it all. You're right. It's kind of like a car show with a lot of those concept cars. You know, they're never going to make it to the marketplace, but they're interesting to look at, right? Right. Yeah, I, I equate women's fashion to cars. <laughs> Maybe I have a little too much testosterone going here. I don't know. You haven't been to a car show in about a year, have you? Aren't you ready for one? No, I'm not too excited about the car shows now because... But you got your car. I got my car. <laughs> they and, should come to your garage. Right. And I just put it on a trickle charge last night. Do you know what that is? That's just a little bit of juice get put in. Trickle charge just keeps the battery going, you know, through the winter month. And then I put a, a fuel stabilizer in because gasoline can go bad quickly. Kind of like our radio bit here. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have trouble starting the car? Did the battery not? Yeah. If you don't start it for a while, the batteries can die on you. Right. So we've <laughs> gone from naked wedding dresses to <laughs> bad gasoline in our sports cars. But if anybody's out there and has trouble starting their car or gets scared that their battery's not going to start when the temperature gets below freezing or, you know, in the teens or below zero, here's a little trick you do. This is going to be a really nice pick. People are going to say, damn, that, Michael, that was good. You take some insulation from your attic or something and you cut out a piece and then you wrap it around your battery at night underneath the hood. And your car will start every day. Isn't that good? Helpful hints on wedding dresses and, <laughs> and batteries. Tom and Mike. You don't like beer like you like wine, right? No. This wouldn't be for you because Iceland. I'm not a beer guy. I'm a, 
I'm a fruity wine guy. Well, there are a lot of well, you're a fruity. I know that. I don't know about wine, but there are a lot of people in this world that love their beer. And Iceland has just opened up the first world's ever beer spa. You go into a big tub that's heated of beer. How about that? You're not drinking your bath water. No, this is the best thing to come out of Scandinavia since Abba. You think? I think. You're a beer guy, though. No, I'm not. I have these friends that can drink beer after beer after beer, and I don't know how they do it because I get bloated after two. But if you give me a certain meal or you give me on a hot summer day at lunchtime or something, that first cold beer, I love it. But I can't do more than two. Iceland beer spas, are they super expensive? Do you know how much it would cost me if you even use something like Bud Light to fill up your bathtub? That'd be like $300, right? Right. So... I don't know what kind of beer beer they're using, but they say- Really that, cheap beer. But it's packed with vitamin B. It's great for the skin. This place is amazing. I bet the bidets squirt lemon juice, right? Lemon juice? The bidet, you ever use the bidet? I use one every day. A bidet a day keeps the under doctor away. I love those bidets. You do? Yeah. You don't have one though, do you? No, but whenever we go to Europe, I can't, I just- I Seriously, I have one. Do you really? Yeah, I do. I've had one. We built our house. You didn't have it in the guest room when I stayed there. No, it's in the master bathroom. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I enjoy it. It's very, <laughs> it's very, it's very therapeutic. It's very refreshing. I call it my bottom spritzer. <laughs> right. And plus it saves on toilet paper, right? That's right. Got to think about the thrift factor. <laughs> yes. And all those what? trees you might be cutting yeah, down. Yeah, like that bothers you. <laughs> <laughs> so we've gone from beer spas. <laughs> the to toilet paper. Beer bidets. You're suggesting the lemon bidet. Well, yes. Squirts lemon juice. I don't think so. You know, lemon water is really good for you. Forget the juice. If you drink a glass of lemon water the first thing in the morning. Not out of the bidet, I don't. No. <laughs> but you should think about this because it really helps your digestive system for the day. And it cleanses the liver and everything. And uh, you might think about but that. But there's a lot of acid in lemon. I want you just to Google benefits of lemon water, okay? Okay. Because I know that sometimes you have a problem with your digestive tract. Okay, Mr. Health. That's right. Nut. So if Thomas and Karen ever take a trip to Iceland, I want you to go to this place. If you have a hard time going to a public pool with all the pee in there, I can imagine going into a, you know. The only thing that would excite me about Iceland and beer is if the beer was super, super cold. I like those Coors Lights with the right. mountains that turn dark blue. Yeah, but you don't want to jump into an ice cold beer bath, do you? Why not? They say when it comes to... Schwitzing, <laughs> an ice bath is really good for you. Mr. Health Nut. When I was single, I'd go to these uh, health clubs and you go into a sauna and then they would tell you to jump into With a bunch a, of naked men? Yeah. And then they would tell you to jump into You're a an, freak. You're a freak. <laughs> then they would tell you to jump. We go from a sauna. You're supposed to jump into a cold bath, you know, thing. Right. To me, that's just a heart attack waiting to happen. Like I watch these people do those polar plunges where they jump into the ocean right, or the lake when it's, it's supposed free. to be good for you. Yeah. I don't think for me, I think the heart's going to stop. Whatever. So let's stop for a minute and tell people if they like what they hear. They can hear it on a longer version when they go to our podcast, what's this world coming to.com. Right, my friend. That's right. 24 seven. Download that baby. Keep it forever and ever. Amen. What's this world coming to.com. Tom and Mike. Now, look, if you have someone out there that needs a job, they're down on their luck. Oscar Meyer, the hot dog company, is looking for someone to drive their wienermobile. Jim Carrey or <laughs> Jeff Daniels? 
Well, I got more of a natural. How bad is he out of jail yet, Anthony Weiner? Anthony Weiner driving the Weiner mobile. I think he's in jail though, isn't he? That's what I'm saying. If he gets out, there's a the, job there's waiting. There's a for good him. work release program right now. This, the Weiner in the Weiner mobile. <laughs> I think he would be hot on social media again. This, <laughs> he can text pictures of his Weiner. Yeah, his hot dogs. I mean, you know, his uh, Frankfurters. Right. <laughs> they say. That the Oscar Mayer has six actual Wiener mobiles, and they drive coast to coast, and they visit grocery stores, military bases, and charity functions. Coast to coast and around the world. Right. It's Mr. Wiener. And the Wiener mobile typically runs in pairs. They have a person with them. So I guess that passenger is officially riding Shotbun. Shotbun? Yeah. I like to nestle my wiener between those buns. How about the app- you? <laughs> the applicant also has to <laughs> shut up. The applicant also has to practice safe sex because he also must use a condiment. A condiment? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but since it's a hot dog, never ketchup. You don't put ketchup on your hot dog, do you? No. Ever? Never. I'm a mustard man. Right. And occasionally some onion. Yeah, onions. Mustard and relish. That, that's the the best hot. Isn't it funny? Like I would never eat a hot dog. Out of my house, ever. But you go to a... I know what you're going to say, stadiums, right? Right. Yeah. And they keep them in that water, just bathing, <laughs> like, you, all day. Is that better than the beer spa? <laughs> oh, that's called the wiener bidet. Right. So if you sign up for this and want to be an applicant, you actually have to go to a 40-hour training session. I don't know what the hell they do. They train at something called Hot Dog High. Hot Dog High? Yeah. How about that? <laughs> There's a whole world out there we didn't know about, did we? Right, right. You know, if this radio thing doesn't work out. <laughs> I want to drive an Oscar. That's a good way to pick up chicks. You're stopping the red light. You're driving the Oscar Mayer. Oh, Mirabil. yes. They love those. You look over, a couple, yeah. hot, <laughs> couple hot babes in the next car, and mm-hmm. you're driving this thing. That's what I'm saying. Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels. That's us. <laughs> With probably one of his little hats on. His little, you know. Dumb and dumbest. Tom and Mike. We haven't played a game in a while. So I'm going to give you some famous quotes from people. And I'm going to give you three choices who said it. It's very easy. When I gave you three choices, I mean, someone like you, the Renaissance man, I should just be able to tell you the quote and you should just go, that's who said it. But I'm going to give you three names along with it. So you get to pick one. So by that way, you have a chance, right? We'll go with that. But first. Ladies and gentlemen. Let's go. And now it's time to play a game. Famous quotes. Who said it? All right. Here's the first quote. You cannot shake hands with a clenched fist. Who said that? Howard Hughes, germaphobe, Howie Mandel, germaphobe, or Gandhi? Ooh, that's hard. No. Let's go with <laughs> Howard Hughes. You're wrong. You're over one. Gandhi. Gandhi? Yes. See, he, he was the least one well, you a, would expect. Oh, he was a pacifist. You cannot shake hands with a clenched fist. All right. You got to think these out. Okay. Uh, Here we go. Second one. I see where you're going. Yeah, there you go. Good judgment comes from experience. And a lot of that comes from bad judgment. Now, was that said by Mark Twain, Will Rogers, the man who said he never met a person he didn't like, or Donald Rumsfeld? Good judgment comes from experience. And a lot of that comes from bad judgment. Let's go with B. Will Rogers. You got it, buddy. C. I'm not as dumb as you think. You're batting 500. All right, here we go. Work like you don't like money. Love like you're not, never been hurt. And dance like nobody's watching. That's a famous one. Who said that? William Randolph Hearst, Satchel Paige, or Mae West? 
I'm going to go with Hurst. Satchel Page. Satchel Page. Yep. So now I'm batting 333. That's... I'm still a slugger. I'm one for three. All right, slugger, get ready for this one. God gave us a gift of life. It's up to us to give ourselves the gift of living well. Was that sent by TV evangelist Jim Baker, Voltaire, the great, I don't know what he was, but he was something, and Richard Branson. God gave us the gift of life. It's up to us to give ourselves the gift of living well. Let's go with Jim Baker. <laughs> yeah, because he likes to live well, doesn't he? He does. No, it was Voltaire. No? No, Voltaire. Oh, so you're one come for on. Four. I'm right. one for four. I'm I'll, batting I'll, 250 now. I'll, I'll give an easy one. If opportunity doesn't knock, build a door. Said by Fred Trump, Donald Trump's father, Pete Best, the drummer for the Beatles, or Milton Berle. If opportunity doesn't knock, build a door. This is hard. <laughs> you're the Renaissance man. Let's go with Fred Trump. <laughs> I know I blew that one. Yeah, Milton Berle. I knew the minute I said that. <laughs> All right, here's another one. Spread love everywhere you go. Let no one ever come to you without leaving happy. Who said that? Stormy Daniels, Linda Lovelace, or Mother Teresa? Mother Teresa. That's who you go with? Yeah. You got it, buddy. So you're two for five. Yeah, not too good. All right, last one. Everything has beauty, but not everyone sees it. Was that said by Ray Charles, the Elephant Man, the real guy, or Confucius? Let's go with Confucius. <laughs> you got it, buddy. You came on strong. All right. So three one, of six, 500. One, two, the three, Slugger. Seven. No, seven. Three of seven. Three of seven? Three of seven. Okay. They're still doing good. All right. Tom and Mike. All right. Here's a strange story coming out of Great Britain. This woman, two women are involved in a road race incident. I don't know what ticked this one woman off. But she followed this woman, got out of her car, and punched her in the face, okay? She goes to court, and she tells the judge she's a really great knitter. She loves to knit. And this woman just happened to park her car where she was going to this knitting store. And that's why she, something happened to her. She got out of the car when she saw her parked there, and she did hit her. She admits to that. But she wasn't stalking her. She didn't follow her. She was on her way to her knitting store. So the judge said, okay. Let's see how good a knitter you are. I want you to come back to me in three months, and I want you to knit a bunch of stuff that you can be sold for charity, and that way you'll stay out of jail. What do you think about that? I think that's a decent sentence, but I would have thrown in the Alec Baldwin anger management class also. Right. And I would also have uh, sent her to a special Trump University school for knitwits. Well, forget her. Never mind if she can prove knit. How about the judge proves that he can judge? I think that's crazy. Why? You know, he punched somebody in the face, and he says, if you can tell me you can knit, then I might let you off. But see, Alec Baldwin punched somebody in the face, and he has to go to anger management class. So you're saying he pulled the wool over their eyes, too. Yeah. And, you know, here's the thing. If it's some kind of incident where, you know, people just get really angry at one another, they end up getting into a fist fight or whatever— you're not going to go to jail for that, but you're also, but you're probably going to do some kind of service time to pay for your crime. You're really not going to go to jail for that. Although there are a lot of people in jail for smoking marijuana who might resent that. You know how she knits? People who watched her knit, she goes, knit one, pearl one, punch one. Oh, that's how it's she, a new technique. <laughs> knit one, pearl one, punch one. How about that? I like it. I think it's crazy, but, you know, they do things different over there in England. Not really. People would not go to jail for getting into a fist fight over here. It just wouldn't happen. I don't think. 
I could be wrong. Didn't you hear about Alec Baldwin? He just got sentenced not too long ago. Uh, to pay for his crime, he has to go to anger management class. So. Well, let's just hope her story doesn't unravel. That's all I'm thinking. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Tom and Mike. How about another game for you today, my friend? Two games. Yep. In one show. You're going to tell me if they're dead or alive. You ready? Hold on. Give you three names. You tell me if they're dead or alive. Jack Palance. Dead. Correct. Great outfielder for the Minnesota Twins, Kirby Bucket. Not Bucket. <laughs> it's Pucket. Pucket. And sadly, Kirby kicked the bucket <laughs> not that long ago. That's right. You're two for two. All right. Last Buzz Aldrin. The Buzz Man. Let's go with Alive. You're right. Okay. So you're perfect. Three for three. All right. I'm going to do this is a category. These are three great bass players. Are alive or dead? Legendary band, The Cream, Jack Bruce. Dead. You're right. Legendary bassist for both Sly and the Family Stone and Graham Central Station, Larry Graham. Dead. Alive. And great, great bass player, Stanley Clark. Dead. Alive. Oh, boy. All right. So Petered out at the end. Here, I got one for you. Okay. Speaking of guitarist, Buddy Guy. Alive. You You're not going to get me on a blues guy. I'm so good at the blues. If I hear one note from a guitar, I'll tell you who played that guitar. Are you a good guitar picker? No. I have a Telecaster in my office and a, one of my biggest regrets in life, I didn't know how to play it. Anyway. Sits on the floor or hangs on the wall? Sits on the floor. And do you put your laundry on top of it? <laughs> no. Every now and then I pick it up, but I get so frustrated. All right. Here we go. Three, three entertainers. Cedric the Entertainer, alive or dead? Alive. Correct. Bernie Mac, alive or dead? Dead. Correct. Dick Gregory. Ooh. <laughs> Got me on that one. Just going to kind of spitball here and say that he is dead. All right. You're correct. Lou Ferrigno. Lou? <laughs> <laughs> like you know him. <laughs> I'm going to go with Alive. On you're that. right. Well, you're, All right. You're making okay. a comeback. Here We're we done with this. All We're right. done? I'm bored with this already. W one more. No. All right. I'm done. You're done. All right. Count but the podcast lives on out there in internet land at whatsthisworldcomingto.com. Tom and Mike.